Welcome to Become. I am so excited that you're here. I'm Courtney Koenig, a multi-international human design, manifestation, and somatic coach. Really, I'm a healer at the very core. We're taking this healing journey together where you can create alignment because an in your alignment is your phenomenon. That is the beauty of what you're here to do because only you can do it. So oftentimes we have blind spots for ourselves and we don't recognize the amazing gifts that we have and the great things that we're doing. And I'm here um, showing you exactly how you can show up for yourself even more. And the more that you show up for you, the more that you're going to show up for your business, the more that your business and your career is going to be a source of peace and joy. And that's what we want, right? You have received this calling to step into this position that you're at, into this career that you're at, into the business that you're developing and you have, into this leader. And we're going to back up that calling with tools that are going to help you to have peace. So taking you out of self-sabotage, taking you out of burnout, taking you out of overwhelm, never feeling like you're doing enough um, on this roller coaster of emotions that comes with being an entrepreneur and having a career and two, feeling so tired that um, your business is and your career is running you instead of you running it and being in charge. So managing stresses, pivots, changes, all the things that happen while also um, being a woman who has a, a family or who has friends who wants to show up for those relationships um, as a whole human being. So the whole picture. So this is a healing journey. And as we step into um, all these topics that we address each week, um, I'm just so grateful to have you. Please um, leave a review, subscribe. I love having you in the world. And then always drop, um, drop a message to me. Love hearing from you. All right. Thanks so much for being a part of Become. Welcome to Become. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting you to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business. I love human design because it's personal development that's actually personal. It's mindset work that really works. It's based on the gifts that you were born with, and it shows you a pathway of how you can embrace your soul even more and really support your needs and how you operate and not compare yourself to any other person. I'm so excited to have a wonderful guest on today, Rebecca Quave, who is helps high achievers and visionaries to really truly live in deep peace, wild delight, and lasting self-love as their birthright. And she guides those she works with to expansion of their consciousness, her natural gift of activating you as your highest truth creates a profound shift that you can quickly see and easily feel. After spending years caught up in an exhausting hamster wheel of striving for more, she unraveled who she thought she was only to discover the indescribable, life-transforming love that was always present. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on today. I am so happy to be here. It is such a treat. 
It's so great. I'm so glad we connected. And again, I feel um, social media brought us together and crossed our paths. And I feel like everything is so harmonic and we were meant to do this. So super excited to be here. Um, so before we jump into your beautiful chart uh, as a manifesting generator and all the layers of different pieces of your chart, I really love to get to know our guests. Um, do you have a favorite book or show that you've been into lately? that I've been into lately. Um, not so much because I'm not really a big TV person. The first mm -hmm. thing that comes to mind, and this isn't super recent, but it's what popped into my attention when you asked me was I loved, loved the oct my octopus teacher. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, definitely. I think it's, I think Netflix is who has it. And Ooh. it's an incredibly beautiful documentary. And yeah, I think that's what it's called. My octopus teacher. Oh, very cool. Well, is there a favorite book you've been, you love, or you, um, just have been resonating with lately? Um, I've been more focused lately on writing books. <laughs> so, oh, how cool. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's sort of had my attention more than, um, than reading ones lately. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. So you're writing a book. Well, I've, I've put out a few books so far and then wow. I'm, I'm in sort of like the incubation phase of what's going to be a really big one. <laughs> that's going to include a lot of my, um, life stories and stories from clients and things like that. So it's, it's something to birth. That's for sure. No. Right. Isn't yeah. it always? Yeah, it is definitely. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Um, so I know you're based in Florida and that is the most gorgeous place, but is there um, a favorite place that you'd love to travel to? Definitely. Oh, there's so many places. So I, that's something that I love so much. Um, before COVID I spent, yeah. I went both summers prior to COVID took my youngest to Bali and just fell so in love. Um, my next thing on my list is Thailand. I haven't been yet. And, um, yeah, there's so many places that I love. I, I have a, a strong connection to the ocean. So, you know, whenever I can, um, be in the water and, and also, you know, meet new people, you know, that's something I, I loved in Bali is, um, the culture is really beautiful. The people are incredibly warm mm -hmm. and, you know, we just met some amazing people. Um, I also love the, there's a tiny Island just off the coast of only about 45, 50 miles off the coast of Miami. That's called Bimini. It's part of the Bahamas, but it's, it's maybe like two miles long, right? It's very tiny. Um, and, and it has a really special place in my heart as well. Bimini. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Years ago, I actually used to bring, um, retreats to, to Bimini. Mm. And so as part of our retreat, as part of the integration of the retreat, yeah. we would take a boat out and go swim with wild dolphins. And so, <laughs> Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about oceans. It's so healing to me and water and like, yeah. but the beach is like my happy place where me I too. like tend to go <laughs> and stuff. I just love it so much. So, oh, that sounds amazing. Um, 
Well, I am excited to share the pieces of your chart that really spoke to me. And I know there's a lot to your chart and there's a lot of goodness and great gifts that you have. And so we're going to highlight some of those today. And, and you are a manifesting generator and this is your energy type. Now we always want to um, like look at our energy type first. This is kind of um, energy type means how do we operate best? You know, what, what are our needs? What are our um, ways that we um, come to the world in? How do we show up, you know, kind of embracing this, um, this leader within us in our own way, right? And so you are a workhorse and a pioneer. So you have this manifester of energy, which is this urges coming from within you, like, oh, I need to do this certain thing, or I need to go this certain way. And it's not really describable as far as like, uh, spreadsheet terms or like pros cons list, you know, it's just this feeling like I'm going to go this way. And you often find yourself already walking in that direction. You know, um, you also have this generator side of you. That's this go, go, go energy. And what's beautiful about a manifesting generator is they can back up this kind of this vision that they're having with the energy to complete it with the energy to do it, you know? And, um, one of the beautiful things about me and manifesting generator too, is that, um, your workflow, um, how you do business, how you do life is almost like a bouncy ball, right? It's like the ball goes here, hits the ground here, and then goes here and hits the ground. And, um, and sometimes people, people can say like, oh, um, maybe just focus on one thing at a time, you know, but <laughs> That is not for you, that phrase, kick it to the curb. You are meant to be this bouncy ball because when you do so, um, you pick up the things that you're supposed to learn from that bounce um, and then it helps you in the next step of your journey. So a lot of times manifesting generators, um, a lot of my clients are like, I just want to know what's next. I want to know what's coming, you know? But I'm like, your process is going to um, bring you to your desired goal um, but just be open with the possibilities of what's going to happen. Just like a bouncy ball. You can't track like, where's it going to hit next? You know, you just know it's cool and it bounces and it's awesome, you know? And so, um, it's a very those... non-linear path to be on, <laughs> right? It is. It's very non-linear. It's really like I'm hitting a, I'm hitting T I'm coming back to C and, or, you know, it's not, it's kind of this all over the place, but you're here to show us that all over the place is really cool. Um, and that's how you work the best. And that's how you embrace your power the best. Um, did you, um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, 100% is all I can say. <laughs> um, that is, and it's interesting because when I was, when I was very young, so like in my teens and early twenties, um, I was, I tried my hardest to be the opposite of that. Right. Mm. And, and yet with what you're describing now sounds completely normal, completely natural to me, because that's how I've been living for the past 20 years is being completely surrendered to that seemingly chaotic, but actually not at all chaotic, actually incredibly harmonious motion that like has its own mm -hmm. wisdom and it's unfolding exactly as it needs to. And, you know, I find out piece by piece and, and run with it, you know? <laughs> yes. Right. You're like, um, I love that you said, 
there's in motion, there is wisdom. And have you seen this as you built out your beautiful business? Like, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, completely, completely. I mean, um, you know, even the way it happened at all, I remember just sitting down one afternoon and I didn't know anything about websites, how to build a what, like I didn't know anything. And I sat down and because it had just hit me, like you said, that inner urge, right. That just goes, this is what I have to do. (laughs) And, and I got that urge one day. And so I sat, I stopped what I was doing. I sat down, I pushed a bunch of buttons, had no idea what I was doing. And the next thing I knew I had a website and, you know, it was probably rudimentary at the time, but then it just kept growing and growing And the same Mm -hmm. with everything I've ever offered. So for example, the the retreats on Bimini that I mentioned before, that was just something that I remember I was on a plane on my way somewhere and I just, it just struck me like lightning, the whole retreat of like everything that was going to come out the other side of it for people, the whole feeling of it, all of it. And I went, okay, cool. This'll be fun. And, you know, and then the pieces filled in, filled in Mm -hmm. afterwards. And that's how it's been with everything that I've ever offered. There's never been like, you know, like you said, some sort of, um, you know, it ahead of time plan mapped out. It's just something mm-hmm. strikes me as this is what has to be offered. And then I come behind that and put the pieces together. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. So with this kind of urge coming to you with that, that like this kind of vision, and this is for manifestors and manifesting generators, they have this, what does that feel like? Like when it hits, what can you describe that feeling? Yeah. So it's, um, to me, it just hits as it can hit in kind of a cascade for me. So there's Mm. the main thing. And the first thing is always just a knowing. Um, and then that can sort of get filled in also with like, I'll hear things, I'll see things, I'll feel things as well. Um, sometimes even smell things. So like Mm. when I got the knowing that the funny thing was the first time we went to Bali, I thought that I was in the midst of planning a trip to New York after, after school let out because we had gone like on spring break and we wanted to go back. And every time I was opening my computer to make the bookings for New York, like nothing was happening. I just wasn't doing it. It just wasn't things. I don't know. It just wasn't doing it. And I remember it was one of those times, you know, how, like when you're about to go to sleep or just waking up, right. And that it was sometime in one of those, I don't remember which, I just got this, I just knew Bali. And I went, what, why Bali? Like I had never thought of going to Bali before. And so the next chance I had, I open up a map, I look and I'm like, and honestly, like my rational mind was a little bit not into it to be fair, because it was like, oh my God, is that going to be a plane trip? Why can't we just go to New York? Why do I have to go to Bali? (laughs) Right. But it was, it was that inner urge. It was that knowing of like, that's where, and I even a little bit tried to, um, uh, what do you call it? Negotiate with myself. Yes. Looking at the map and I'm like, uh, you know, even, even French Polynesia would be closer. Even this would be closer. Even, you know, I could go to Tahiti and it wouldn't take me as long as getting to Bali. Right. Why Bali? Um, but that was one of the things where, as I thought I was going to sort of pick something else, I suddenly got hit with this smell and I knew, okay, I do have to go. And sure enough, that's what, that's what this, what it smelled like when I got there. And it was no way, a really 
a really magical experience. So yeah. Wow. What was the smell? I'm interested. Like, um, it's, it's hard to describe. It's because yeah. what I also get is like the feeling of the smell, right. And how yes. it feels to me when I smell it. So it's, it's a combination of like an earthy smell and a sweet, well, you know this cause you're from the South. So, you know, that really heavy, wet, sweet, green smell that, yes. that we get in the South. It was that, but different, not, mm. it's not like the one we have here. At, with like this touch of incense running through it. Right. And Whoa. it's, um, it's really delicious. And it's very, it's like a really fresh smell. Wow. And the feeling of that smell is just yeah. enlightening and so beautiful. Like, and, so, and a so... really clear, clean water kind of mixed in as well. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's so cool. And I, and again, your experiences there were life-changing. And so like, it's so, um, so I just, you know, that's so much courage to follow this because again, our brains want to keep us safe. You know, they want to try and find loopholes to what we're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, a, a week in New York or a month in Bali are two completely different undertakings, you know, <laughs> it really <laughs> On is every it's level, not, like the time, the energy, the expense, everything about it is completely different. Everything is, yeah, exactly. And, and two, you know, like when you were telling people you wanted to go to Bali, were they like, huh, what? Well, you know? I didn't really, it was really just myself and my youngest were the only oh, okay. ones involved in this. Right. But I remember, um, and that's the thing. I mean, my youngest has, has known me all these years and is also very intuitive and, and, mm. you know, has incredible, um, energy healing gifts and all the rest of that. So, so nothing I do seems too, too crazy. Right. When I, when I call Viv in the room and go, you know how I haven't been booking New York. It's apparently because we have to go to Bali instead. <laughs> and um, Yeah. Oh, and that's so good to like surround yourself with people that get that, you know, and, and are either to help them have that understanding. So what's so good about what you did and part of this manifesting section is like to speak and to communicate what your urge is saying and to really honor that, you know, like, this is what I'm feeling. This is the direction I need to go. And you're responding, which is what manifesting generators do to that thing. And then all the possibilities open up to you. And so oftentimes, again, when my manifesting generator clients are like, I just want to know all the things. I just want to know it all. I'm like, you're responding to the right things. And that means you're going in the right direction. So allow it to develop and come towards you, you know? Exactly. And I, and I relate to that as well from, you know, other times in my life in my twenties, I had a tremendous fear of the unknown. I definitely wanted to know everything ahead of time. Like you're describing, you know? Yeah. So I understand that, that difficulty and what it is to grapple with that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like this back and forth and it's almost like um, building this muscle of responding to the right things, you know? Um, Also on your chart, I'm so excited is your profile. Now you are a six, two and the first number is the way you see yourself. And the second number is the way you see others. And the number six is a wise sage. So you have this innate wisdom. You're wise to life. You can look inside of yourself and see the answers. Often other people see you as a role model because they're just like, wow, she, how is she in the sage, you know, mentality? How does she get there? I want to be there with her. I want to be in her energy. 
Um, and then the two is you're a natural. There are certain things that you are effortlessly good at without really knowing how you got there. And there's pressure in the world to have qualifications, you know, to have like, oh, I want this and this and this. And a lot of times with it, when you're later on the MG, they're like, okay, I want to know all the things. I want to have all the certifications. I want to have everything knocked out before I do something, you know, but you're just naturally good at it things because of your zone of genius. It just readily appears. And when you're working in your passionate work, it's going to um, attract other people towards you. And so um, when these six and the two come together, you love to focus on depth and meaning, and you love to see how high you can go to, to that striving point, this higher standard, let's do better. And again, when you layer on that generator part, it's going to ignite that even more because generators, they just love to make their thing better and better and better. Right. Um, and so you're gifted at being able to do so, but oftentimes when the six and the two, um, are there, there's this, um, perfectionism piece to it, you know, like wanting things to be perfect, um, instead of, um, being able to be okay with in motion and in progress. Um, and I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I, I definitely relate to that. And in my younger life, that perfectionism was crippling. Oh. It was devastating. Um, I, I used it against myself. I used it to justify being incredibly cruel to myself. I used it to justify never being satisfied with anything myself or any, you know, anything around me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's not a happy existence. It's not fun. It's not, you know, there's no life in it. It's incredibly stifling. So, um, what that has evolved into for me now is that I, I embrace my ability to, like you said, to see where something can be expanded on, to see Mm -hmm. where something can be brought into something more, right? To, I guess, I guess to simply put it, I would say, I'm still the person who, if I walk into a room, I, as soon as I walk in, I'm the one that's going to see if there's, if a frame isn't completely straight and level, right? I could just eyeball it. However, I'm no longer the person who walks in the room and is bothered by that. Nice. Right. So I can bring this perfecting energy to something, but I don't need it to be that in order for me to be satisfied and happy and fulfilled anymore. Oh, that's beautiful. You've dropped the shackles that perfectionism really is. And, and it is stifling. It stifles creativity. It stifles abundance. It stifles everything that can come into our Um, mind and especially you being uh, naturally gifted at the things that you love it stifles that too and then you feel this out misalignment you know and so to be really like um to be honest with yourself and to be like okay I can release that part um that is not my part I am just going to be here in creative motion and doing the things that I'm naturally gifted at and for expansion and abundance is really a beautiful tool um, for you to use. And, and also do share that with your clients too, or like that um, letting, releasing perfectionism. 
Exactly. And I definitely relate to what you said about um, sometimes not even understanding myself, how I'm able to do the things that that I that I do the very best. Right. Uh, you know, over the past 15 years, a lot of um, a lot of the things that I've understood about that have actually been reflected back to me by my clients. Right. Where mm-hmm. I might have an interaction where. I didn't necessarily think that I did anything. And then mm-hmm. they come back to me and, and describe what they actually received in that interaction. And it's very mm-hmm. um, eye-opening for me. So, yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so special. Yes. To have those, have that reflection back. Um, also on your chart, um, you are a specific manifester. This is now, this is talking about how you actually manifest best. And I love that human design pulls in this layer of how do you manifest best? Because, you know, I work in manifestation, you work in abundance, you know, we're all like, we're um, working with our clients and to tailor this experience to them is so special. So uh, this is your right bottom arrow facing left just so if you want to look that, um, this is, you love details as you manifest, the more details, the better for you, the more specifics, the better for you. You can really, um, it makes you feel at home and aligned when you can see, like, if you're like manifesting a house or a certain vacation or whatever it is, you're like, okay, I know I can picture the beach. Um, I actually found pictures of it. I found pictures of the hotel I want to go stay in. I found um, the excursions that I want to do, you know, all those layers that drop in um, and embracing those specifics and being authentic to what you really want. Not um, a lot of times in the abundance, um, people are in the manifestation, they're like, well, what are, what do other people expect that I should want? Do you know, <laughs> like, what should exactly. I really want? So maybe I just want to farm, you know, maybe I just want to go into the country and that's totally fine. It's not about what it is, but it's about what is right for you. And then deepening that with specifics and preferences and details to get that clearer vision and to really feel into it, tying always those feelings to that circumstance um, and that um, goal and abundance that you want to draw in and those details of really loving what is really there for you. So um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I, I also completely um, relate to that as well yeah. because within... So for me, I I noticed sort of a a few things take shape, right? Where I'll first sort of get this, what I call getting a whiff of something, right? Where I sort of get this, this hint of like a feeling of what's available. And then those details start to fill in, like you said, right? Where um, I sort of find out, ooh, it's, you know, it's about this and it's good, you know. Um, And I remember years ago that when I first, so this was maybe... 20 years ago, the first time I kind of played with something like that. And it was exactly what you said. It was a house. And I, I just wrote my list of exactly, you know, everything that I wanted the house to have. And it seemed like it would be completely impossible. And, um, it, it just wasn't, you know, cause I had made these, there was a house that I was looking at that was definitely out of our price range. And, um, I then, backed up and broke down what you said, what the actual characteristics of the house were that I cared about. And then within a week, a house came on the market that had all of those characteristics 
but was at a completely different price point and and we got it so <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. that's amazing that's so amazing and those details are like um allow those specifics, allow those things to manifest more. And that's what we want to get clear on, you know, is like, how do we manifest the best so that we can repeat and duplicate that process even more and more and more. And you've done such a good job. It's so beautiful. Um, all right. Also on your chart, you have a lot of defined centers. Now a defined center, um, in human design, there are nine energy centers. Um, and these energy centers all have gifts that um, we can either, they're defined and we always have those gifts. And that means they're colored in on the chart or they're undefined. And that means they're white on the chart or they're, um, we don't always have those gifts. We can harness those gifts with um, different mood environments, um, other people, inspiration and things like that. So you have um, the G center defined, and this is, I know where I am going. And the G center is all about direction and love. And you are this um, solid sense of self. You are this built in compass and you can trust that part of you that, you know, the direction you're going into that you're honoring that direction. And it is um, giving love and life to other people. Um, and a lot of times, and um, we, as we, um, and throughout our lives, we build trust in ourselves and we build trust in our business decisions and trust in our, our the direction that we want to go into. Um, how have you seen this? Like, and I guess I would love to hear your thoughts on like this uh, sense of this inner compass, this guidance coming from within you. Yeah, I definitely feel like that is absolutely crucial to me, right? Is, yeah. um, is being able to always access where that compass is pointing or, or, you mm -hmm. know, access that sort of inner North star. And, um, in, and even in working with people, right. That's so important to me that, that they access that as well. Right. That, that it's not about where I'm going or where anyone else is going or for them to, you know, do what, anyone else is telling them to do. And mm -hmm. I certainly have not, I haven't done, uh, you know, when I look back over my life, I think one of the first dreams that someone else had for me mm -hmm. that wasn't my dream was, you know, my grandmother wanted me to be a concert pianist. And mm -hmm. I, I wasn't interested in being that, you know, but she had it all mapped out in her mind of, the dresses that she was going to make me that I was going to wear. Mm -hmm. And she was going to see me on stage. Like, like you said, with detail, she had that very detailed, but it wasn't, it wasn't mine. Right. And yeah. then once I went to school, um, you know, the dream other people had for me was that I was going to very quickly get my PhD and, you know, maybe be the next Jacques Cousteau, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that just wasn't the, 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 the path that my life took, you know, and I'm yeah. um, very happy with exactly how it's unfolded, even though if you were to go back and tell 15 year old me or 20 year old me, she might be very confused. I mean, she'd be glad to hear that I'm like, not struggling with any of the things that she was struggling with, but she'd also be a bit confused about 
well, so why does this work? <laughs> why did, yes. why is your life okay? Why are you happy about this? Because you haven't done any of the things you, you thought you were supposed to do. <laughs> yes, totally. And that's the, um, I think the courageous part is like, thinking of the things that we think we should do and recognizing, are they for us or are they not for us? Is it what other people want of us or is it really what we want? And, and, and is that a process that you help your clients with, I guess, and working through, um, really oh, yeah, connecting. absolutely. That's a, that's a really big one is unpacking the identities that you think that you have, right. The identities mm. that you are clinging to and trying to achieve and trying to maintain and all of the identities that you're trying to avoid. Most people are amazed when they start to peel back the layers and find out just how much energy they're expending on this, this juggling act of I'm pursuing this identity, I'm rejecting this identity, I'm trying to maintain this identity. And then on top of it all, I'm trying to manage the identities that other people think that I have according to their expectations of who I need to be and, and so on. Right. So when you liberate yourself from that whole tangled <laughs> situation and you're comfortable with being or not being absolutely anything to mm -hmm. yourself and to anyone else, that's the first time that you truly have the space to be happy and fulfilled and in love with yourself. Yeah, that self-love. And what is so beautiful about the work you do, and one of the reasons I fully see why you're called to this work is because you have this defined G-Center. And so when people have defined G-Centers, they can gift this gift of love and direction to other people that you're working with. You know, our energies are always exchanging with each other. Um, when even if we don't open our mouth. And, um, and so you're giving that um, permission, that freedom, that pathway for them to embrace it as well. And that's with my clients too. I'm like, we're all doing this identity work, right? We're all embracing a better version of ourselves each day and each month and year, you know? Um, but it's having um, mentors and coaches who guide to that process. Cause oftentimes we have blind spots for ourselves, you know, we're just like, I don't know, you know? Um, and that's what I hear a lot too. I don't know, you know? So, um, exactly. am I doing this right? Blind spots are, are such a big thing. What, it, what it always makes yeah. me think of is, you know, when, when we were little kids and we'd have slumber parties and like braid each other's hair and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Why, why is a French braid so great when, when someone else does it, because none of us can see the back of our own head, you know? So um, to have someone with you who can help um, reflect these things back, and of course, nobody can do it mm -hmm. for you, which I always remind people is really good news, right? Because all of us have those moments where out of frustration or exasperation or even desperation are like, oh my God, if you could just tap me on the head and make everything better, right? And I always remind people, listen, you wouldn't really want that. You wouldn't want me to have a yeah. magic wand that could change everything for you. Because if I had that power over you, I could just as easily take it back. I could just as easily undo it in the next moment. So it's a beautiful thing that I cannot give it to you, that I cannot do it for you because it means I can't mm. take it away either. And that's oh, what is yeah. so important for me to help people connect with is what 
nothing and no one can give them and nothing and no one can take away. And that is your innate inner love and peace. Nothing Mm. and no one can give it to you and nothing and no one can take it away. Oh, I love that. That is so powerful. Oh my goodness. That is so beautiful. I, yeah. Oh, it's giving me chills. Um, <laughs> when you're part of you, you recognize the truth of it already, you know, so it, yeah. yes, it totally really resonates. Um, one more part on your chart that I wanted to dive into is your gates. Now gates are layers of gifts and on the chart, they're the halfway lines that are colored in coming from an energy center. And um, these are beautiful layers of gifts and they can either be on an energy center that's defined or they can be on an energy center that's um, undefined. So either or. Um, so you have gate three and this is I pioneer innovation. And this gate is attached to the sacral. So that your energy center. And you are good at innovating and making things better. You have this way of thinking about how things can be better and making these micro and macro betterments. Um, You have the ability to make order out of confusion and bring this healing um, and experience that you have gone through to other people as well. And again, like I don't, sometimes I can't make this stuff up, right? I'm just like, I just feel called to say what I say and this is how it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so you. Um, Just in the short time we know each other. But um, um, you navigate and make sense of things and you choose this innovative path in order to make sense of that. And there's really, it's about this freedom in this pathway, this freedom to navigate these innovative and this pioneer um, ways that you have with the energy that you bring to the table. So love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that one as well. Um, because you know, everything that I've done in the past 10, 15 years, um, you know, especially in, in the past 10 or so years, I, I, I feel that so much because I, I'm in this space where so many people, uh, how do I describe this? Where there are so many things that, that people expect or think this is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, um, in the spiritual space or self-development, self-improvement, all those kinds of things, something that's been prevalent and predominant in that space is like good vibes only, right? That kind of thing. Or this, this general idea that your good feelings are good and your bad feelings are bad. And that what you need to do is have less bad feelings and more good feelings, right? Even in, in the realm of manifestation, people get really caught up in, well, I've been taught and told that if, if I have fear about something, then I'm, then something bad is going to manifest and da da da. And so they actually impose more limitations on themselves, shrink themselves because of over-policing their thoughts and feelings according to what the prevailing teachings are. And I knew that what I had to do was, and like you pointed to earlier, even without some sort of certification that someone else had taught me this, I knew that what I had to bring to the world was the truth as I had experienced it, which is that the, our, our range of emotions is just like, um, the colors in the color spectrum none of them are good Mm. or bad and in fact they're all made of the same thing 
So the same way, even mm -hmm. if blue is your favorite color and orange is not, they're both variations of white light, aren't they? That oh. just once you put that white light through a prism, it breaks up into what seems to be a bunch of separate colors. And the way I use the word love to refer to a boundless, all-encompassing, all-embracing energy that has no opposite, yeah. that's the equivalent. And when that gets put through mm. a mechanism of separation into our perception, yeah. it's then it breaks up into all of what we think are our different separate emotions. And if you dive into any emotion right to the very core of it yeah. without expectation and with full curiosity and openness... What you're going to find is that at the center of it is pure love. So there's mm. no feeling that we need to get rid of or destroy or undo or reject or anything like that, because the love that everyone's always seeking and looking for is already present, is already available at the center of every single experience and feeling. And so mm. to me, that's one of the biggest examples for me is me saying that even when, even to the people I was first speaking to, that was exactly opposite of everything that they had been taught, right? Um, yes. And yet, once I would say it, there was something that in them that went, ooh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but more yeah. importantly, once they would experience that for themselves is what really makes a difference, right? Because that's what part of what um, my journey was, was that I had this moment of recognition and realization mm -hmm. when I, I, I recognized that all of my discomfort was me trying to separate myself from different feelings I was having. And yeah. so I started, I had this experiment where, what if I don't, right? So when I would yeah. feel um, angry, when I would feel fearful, when I would feel that I needed to, you know, control something, yes. um, I would just go, Ooh, what if I just feel more of that? And, yeah. and just didn't try to reject it or resist it or separate myself from it. And um, the summary is miracles happen. <laughs> yes, that is so beautiful. Just like, I've never heard someone describe the process of loving themselves. And again, I've been in the self-development world for a while, <laughs> but like that, it really is such an innovative understanding and embracing it in a way that really does resonate like in such a beautiful way and to be able to show that layer to other people to embrace all these feelings and to neutralize those and to recognize it's all coming from the same light um that's very freeing <laughs> that's beautiful exactly because exactly. Yeah. I think a big part of self-love that people tend to overlook mm -hmm. is loving your whole experience, loving all of your mm -hmm. emotions, loving all of your thoughts. That's all part of you. So when people say that they're um, on a path of self-love, but then meanwhile yeah. have a whole list of thoughts they're not supposed to have, feelings they're not supposed to have, yeah. things that they're changing a thought to another thought, and yeah. you know, um, it, it, that's not really that all embracing, is it? Right. It's not. And, and any rejection of ourselves sends our 
um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual self, a message. And then that message of rejection gets weaved into, um, what we do, what we thoughts that come to our mind. And, and it, it's like the snake that slithers through when, um, the more that we embrace, the more we love, um, and really have a pathway to know exactly how to do that is magical. So, Rebecca, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I just loved our conversation and loved, loved it so, so much. Uh, me too. I so appreciate um, everything that you do. And I, I love the things that you are bringing to light. And I so enjoyed getting to, you know, uh, revisit all of these aspects of, of, uh, you know, the things that are, that human design helps people, um, understand about themselves. So I so appreciate you being here and, um, inviting me here into the space with you. Oh, it's been magical. It's been awesome. Um, Rebecca, I would love for people to get connected with you. They need to get connected with you. Um, how can they get in your world? What's the best way to, um, be a part of your things? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. All of those are at the Rebecca Q. So it's R-E-B-E-C-C-A and the letter Q, the first letter of my last name. Um, my main website is RebeccaQuave.com. So again, my first name and then my last name is spelled Q-U-A-V like Victor E. And um, yeah, you can join me in Soul Oasis, which is uh, sort of my, my primary container, but there are all sorts of resources available to you if you, if you go to any of those links. Oh, that's perfect. And we'll have all those in the show notes for everybody. Um, and, um, we're so appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you so much for being on and viewers. Um, we so appreciate you. So make sure you screenshot this, put it in your stories, tag Rebecca and I, and we'll shout you out as well. All right, let's embrace our power. Thank you for being a part of this episode. Do you want to know all the things about your human design chart? I get that question all the time. Grab your iridescent human design reading. It's a private podcast, human design reading. Each episode dives into a part of your chart. And it's about 30 episodes with my eyes on your chart and then giving you an iridescent action step because it's one thing to know about your human design. It's one thing to know how you operate, what are your gifts, but it's a next level to do something about it. So thank you again for being part of this episode. Screenshot this episode, throw it in your stories and tag me and I'll shout you out as well. Send me a message on Instagram. I love connecting with the viewers and listeners. Um, make sure you subscribe to the episodes and I would love it if you can leave a review. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Check out the show notes for all things of this episode and more ways we can connect and work together. Let's rise to thrive.